If you're an average player, you want to be left alone, right? Because you want to be able to slide by. If you're a good player, you want to be coached. If you're a great player, you want the coach to tell you the truth every day. Did I hustle on that play? Did I make the right read? Did I play the guy with the right leverage? You want to know every play. Because you know why? They want to be perfect. Everybody here makes a choice to do one of those three things. Welcome to the Goat Consulting Podcast, a podcast dedicated to people striving to be a goat, the greatest of all time, serving it up in a way that you can get it in all stages of life. Hey, I'm Colby Jubinville, and welcome to another episode of the Goat Consulting Podcast right here in VC Productions in studio in Nashville, Tennessee. Always at the studio, at table in the studio is my good friend, the CEO and founder of the Goat Family of Brands, Tyler Burnett, kicking the... Uh, Goat turf brand today. That's kind of an yeah, old school yeah. goat like, turf. Yeah, yeah. With the and with the know, uh, with the a couple goats on there, the mini goats. The lifestyle brand that he is to the left, wearing the Nashville. What is that? The soccer team. It is a soccer. The Nashville team. soccer. Your soccer season ticket holder. Yes, I am. He excited. is the he is the calming force to our show. Have you have you whispered on anybody recently on LinkedIn? Yeah, a little bit. He is the LinkedIn whisperer, all the way from Brentwood, my good friend and fellow content creator John Byers. This is the Goat Consulting Podcast. We serve it up in a way that you can get it. The other people that serve it up in a way that you can get it are right here in Nashville as well. They're Dev Digital. They do all things digital. They are the preferred Google vendor of choice. Mm. Uh, if you uh, if you need anything done in terms of platform development and in terms of app development, maybe just a little social media that could kick out some messaging. Influ- we live in the influencer influencer market today, so make sure you check them out. Dev Digital, they're our good friends. Um, we always focus on the GOAT, or the greatest of all time. In sports, it's easy to see. It's people that are recognized for their greatness. But in business, it's people that compete on unique perspective, unique education, and unique experience. What they do gives them energy, and it gives other people energy. It creates new levels of challenge and new levels of opportunity. And we are going to talk some about somebody today that's in, that's been in his 20s, his 30s, his 40s, his 50s, yep. and is a great example of a GOAT in sports and in business yeah it's our good friend andre agassi yes did i do that right i think so a long time since i've visited andre i I used to want to play tennis as a kid did you know that andre was asked by hbo in a series they said why did you play tennis if you hated it so bad he hated playing tennis really yeah we'll talk about that today but today you decided you want to dig in something called image Management. Yes, and we decided to use Andre Agassi as a way to uh, to talk about that. And image management is an interesting concept. I would tie it to personal branding, but we're going to set the stage a little bit by talking about Andre, the things that he did to build an image. Yes, and the lessons that he learned along the way, and maybe how they tie right back into what we're doing in our life and business relationships today. Yeah, that was good, and and it made thank you. What you've heard up to this point, it may be a bit of a curveball for you when it comes to image management. And I think Andre would share this same thought. So here's a little bit of background on our friend, Mr. Agassi, one of the all-time tennis greats. I mean, if if you don't know him, look up, uh, just look up Andre Agassi. 
It's a some beautiful pictures of him pre-1990 that are really fantastic. Acid wash jeans. One of the things that acid wash jean jeans shorts. shorts. Excuse me. Yes. And one of the things shorts. that was so well synchronized. Thank you. It was unknown to the world that he started balding early on in life. In fact, right after high school. And he became best friends with a glorious mullet wig. Mm. If you haven't seen this, you just need to pause the episode right here and <laughs> wherever you're listening, Pocket Cast, YouTube, Google, Amazon, Spotify, Apple, you know, tell all your friends, your lovers to, to sign up, leave us a comment. <laughs> but if you haven't seen this picture, pause it, go check it out. And here's a, here's a cool story now that you're back. The night before <laughs> the, the 1990 French Open, he uses the wrong conditioner. In his wig, I guess you have to clean these things. It was a pert. It was pert. Yes, he. That's right. He uses the wrong conditioner, and it starts to disintegrate on him. You remember pert? I do. I'm trying to move on though from that. <laughs> God bless Colby. Evenville. <laughs> he he began to pray. He called his brother, like, like, just in trauma. Prayed with him prayed that the wig would not fall off the next day, completely unconcerned with the fact that he was set to win the French Open. Yeah. And he was the 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 darling for that event. He ended up losing terribly the next day, and here's why, I think. And I think here's what he might tell us. He had too much of a focus on image mm. and not enough focus on authenticity. Too much image creates a deficit in bringing our heart to our life, business, and relationships. Okay. What do you think, Colby? You know, you think about image and what image meant in the 90s versus what image meant well, was, I, was, was I, was, it, I was one, so let's elaborate a little was bit. It can, was it Canon? I think he was sponsored yeah. by Nike and Canon, and Canon said yeah. their whole, their, lo, their uh, image, what do you call it? Image is everything. Yeah, that Slogan, was their stick. Mission, image yeah. is everything. That's yeah. what they said. And well, I and thought. We grew, we grew up believing that. Is that true? Yeah. We grew, up, we, grew up, we grew up in a generation where, well, I mean, well, think about it. When you went to go to a high school dance, did you care about how you looked? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And so, I mean, when you went on a date, did you step out in front of that mirror 15 different times and check that outfit? Was it the latest brands that I didn't that need you, to do that? that you had on? According to Business Insider, it takes 0.1 seconds to form a lasting impression of a stranger. Look, I mean, two for two, dude. And I, and, and yes. So, I want you to elaborate a little bit. Can you have an, an important um, image or care about how you look and still be authentic too? Like, do you have to trade one for the other? I don't think you have to. Okay. Here, here. That's what I was picking up. That's why when he said that, he does. I sense, I sense that in you. Yeah. I don't know, but here's what I do know. We cannot be fully focused on authenticity or heart when image is also a focus. Okay. It, it distracts us from bringing our full selves. Now, here I looked at, and and people totally buy into it, right? I I agree that that point, some seconds, mm-hmm. that we form an image of somebody is that important? Probably, but 
that's why image management companies make millions and millions of dollars every year. And I looked up, what is image management? And here's one of the definitions that I got. Very disappointed in this, by the way. Image management is the ongoing process of evaluating and controlling the impact of your appearance on yourself and others. That increases your confidence, capability, credibility, and productivity. Why are you disappointed with that? Image management contributes to your continuing success and simplifies your life. Bull crap. No way. That is what Agassiz would have told us pre-1990. What what would he tell us post-1990 when he finally took the wig off? (laughs) (laughs) That should have been the name of his autobiography. Wig off. I took the wig off. Taking the wig off. He would tell us, he would tell us, we have more to gain when we're more concerned with how, let me, let me reread this. I think I'm reading it wrong. (laughs) Image management, here it is. Take the wig off. Post-1990, he would say image management is being more concerned with how things look than how things really are. Now, see, I can buy into that. I can buy into that. That's what he would tell us. That's what we used to call eyewash in baseball. <laughs> he coaches around, and you're getting after it. You're working out hard. He steps out, and you're like, oh, my God, I'm so done with this. Uh, we called those people half-speed heroes. Um, oh, I like that, too. What? Read, read the read the definition again. I don't have a problem with any of that. What what, what part do you not like? It that that is. It, what's the old adage? Dress for the job you want. Not the one you have. What's wrong with that? Maybe it's because that's a short-term gain. Because it's not our true, authentic self. It's like you saying... You still can be your authentic like, self in that it's definition. It's like in the, in the courting... Read the rela- definition again, piece Hold by piece. Hold on, let me finish this really powerful thought I just that just formulated. It's like in the dating a courting relationship, whether it's with you know your future spouse or with a job or whatever okay, it is. Okay, okay. If you are not okay. being who you are. So, so so the first time that you went out with Vanessa, you, you said, hey, here's the total mess that John Byers really is. I'm going to take my shirt off so you can see what this really is. <laughs> Maybe looks not like. the first time, but I there is no pretending that authenticity didn't have to come out and we didn't continue on in our relationship based on an image. And I any can long, see if you wore a wig or if you, you know. Borrowed somebody else's shoes and pants to be cool, but I think you just using what you got and trying to make yourself look good, to feel good, to perform good is, I don't see a problem in it. If I lose 20 pounds. There's not a problem in it as long as you're more concerned with image than heart. So that's your takeaway. That you is, can you can that focus on image, but know where your heart is. And speaking and speaking of which, what would Agassi tell us? He took the wig off, and he went on to win six Grand Slams and a gold medal. That's mm. the end of his story. I like when that. the wig was off, he shaved his head. He was exactly who he was. He didn't have to worry about his wig falling off <laughs> mid match, and he goes on to be one of the greatest tennis players of all time. Okay, now you're starting. All right, I'm getting some traction I'm following here. you. Can you please read that definition then one more time? Image management is the ongoing process of evaluating and controlling. Controlling, uh-huh. which I think I just have a problem with that word, the impact of your appearance on yourself and others. Okay. Which makes me think maybe we're looking at the wrong things. I'll go on. That increases your confidence, capability, credibility, and productivity. Image management contributes to your continuing success and simplifies 
your life. Your and then it closes. I didn't say this earlier. It closes with your image is you. Nope, that's absolutely not right. I think the worst part of that, and I didn't read that earlier. Oh, the worst part of the whole thing is the last line. Your yeah, image yeah. is you. Total. I hope so, but I don't think that's always true. Take the wig off. Take off the wig. Take off the wig. Your image is you, Agassi. Do you believe that? I think he did at one point, but that's not what he would tell us today. Take the wig off. It's interesting. Let me tell you something that I did since there's an uncomfortable pause here. A lot of, I, a lot of gray area in there, I think. Um, one of the things I remember growing up, I don't have a lot of great memories with my dad. We've probably talked about this. One of the memories that I do have that is, that's not good is oftentimes when we were walking in and around Atlanta, there would be a homeless person, and they'd ask him for money, and he would always tell him to get a job. <laughs> that was his work. Like, I never saw him give any money to any homeless person. Don't send me your hate mail. Like, that's not, you know, whatever you believe about doing that or not. A few years, uh, probably two or three years ago, I thought I would think that often when someone would ask me for money, yeah. and I didn't like it because it's not who I am. And so I decided at that time, I've never told anybody this, by the way, yes, not outside yes. of my, my wife or my kids because they're with me. I decided I was going to go and get $51 bills and I was going to keep them in my car. So anytime I ever saw somebody, whether they asked me or not on the side of the road, I would have a dollar or two to give them. Which, by the way, when you go to the bank and, and you're a 40-year-old guy and you ask for $51 bills, like that, that image that they get, they, get, they get of me is probably not great. I kept it in the car and I would do it, and I still do it to today, to remind my heart that it's more than image and that it's important to me to see beyond the image of others. And sometimes I think I don't even do it for them as much as I do it for me. Hmm. So that was a practical takeaway for me when I think about this and how that has applied to my life. I love the conversation. I've kind of gone back and forth a hundred times on what do you do there? Um, Cody? I made it about that. If we're talking about the same thing, I yeah. made it about how does that impact them? And then I stopped thinking that and thought, how does it impact me? What does it remind me of who I want to be and who I don't want to be? That's part of the, that may be the biggest reason I did it. So what are they going to use that dollar for? It has nothing to do you with me. You don't even care about that. Because it has more to do with my heart than whatever they use it for. What do you think? I'm going to walk you through just a, just a defining moment in my life that I think encapsulates what we're talking about here. And then I'll leave it for you to decide. Um, you know, I was born to two teachers that taught me the way you take on the world is to become a teacher, marry teacher, teach other people. And I did that. And then as you evolve, you, you want things like lifestyle and freedom. And you got to figure out how to reinvent yourself. And so I was uh, at a conference somewhere, and I heard this guy speak. His name was Billy Jack Tarleton. Ooh, I like that name. It's incredible. He's an incredible speaker. He's a Billy Jack. I keep telling Sarah I'm going to name our next, if we have a son, I'm going to name him Billy. Name it Billy Jack. Billy Goat. Yeah. Billy Goat. Billy Goat. Billy Goat. Billy Goat. That's beautiful. Sorry, it made me think about hit, that. Hit home runs in the, at MTSU. Um, but he had on suede boots, jeans, 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 white shirt, camel hair blazer. Mm. I'd never seen this before in my life. And I said to myself, in terms of image, I said to myself, that is what I want to wear in work 
for the rest of my life. Boots, white shirt buttoned down, pressed, camel, camel hair blazer. Why are you not wearing? You're not far <coughs> off right now. Though. Well, I know. I've, well, because I'm not. I'm not 30 anymore. When I first saw that, I've kind of evolved. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. But when I talked to him, and to your point, John, he had the heart of a teacher. And so, what I think he did that you're talking about is he did know where his heart was, and he dressed in a way that allowed other people to see his heart. Mm. And so. When I saw that, I asked him why he dressed that way, and, and he said he feels like it is the most comfortable for him and most approachable for other people. Hmm. So a camel hair jacket. Enlighten me, please. Oh, brother. And the, is, and this the, like you know camel, is this like a hair yeah, on the jacket? Yeah, no, like no, it's real, real thin. Real, thin, it's, real fine. Yeah. Okay. It's, I think more like microfiber I'm thinking he's coming in this big fur coat is what I'm thinking <laughs> about. That would, that would thinking, be glorious. How in the hell did you get camel hair on a jacket? Is what I'm thinking. Here, here's. <laughs> oh, this is. Oh, this. Well, this finish is your story. Well, and, and so, and so, I think to John's point and to your point, I think you can marry both if, if you understand why. You, think about Johnny Cash. Why did he wear black? Why did he wear the man in black? The I don't reason, know, but I love it. Well, the reason that he did is because here's what he said. He said the the, the minute that we understand as people that there's good and bad in everybody, then you'll stop judging people the way that you do and that's why he decided to wear it there's a there's a good johnny cash and there's a bad johnny cash i just right before we came in here my friend steve who I, I, colby i know you know we were talking and, and oh, this what well, no he actually texted me and he didn't even know I, we were going to talk about this but he says he sends me this bottle of bourbon he was like it's from california and he says i love this label but it's probably crap bourbon and i thought that fits so perfect for the image. with this episode. And yeah. I said, I said, image, that's why image management companies make millions of dollars every year. Because, yep, most wines with cool labels taste like weak old urine. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, that's going in the episode. I'm going to put this right yeah. here. I'm not even going to talk about it, but I'm going to put How it. How is Steve? He's he's fantastic. I love Steve. I want to see Steve again. We need to have him on. We need to have him on the episode. Steve is awesome. Yeah. I mean, awesome. I don't know that I know Steve. He is. Oh, Me Steve. too. Steve, everybody needs to know. Everybody needs a Steve in their life. Tell him I said hello, please. I will do that. I'm going to send him this episode. You should. But but the Billy Jack Tarleton moment for me was such a cool moment because I think up until that, and John, I think this is part of I think this is part of our 20s and our 30s and our 40s and our 50s. We buy into the image management lie. No. Yes. No. Yes, I we do. I think we're searching for an ask identity. Ag ask Agassi if he bought into the lie. But people that are truly into their own heart are searching for an identity. And when you see it and you say, that's it, then that's when you know it. How else can you know it if you don't see it if and you, go, well, that's what I want? That, and that is exactly the problem. I think if we're pointing to something else saying, that's the identity I want, we're not being authentic. Why do you wear that soccer shirt? Let me read. I'm going to, this is what I was going to say a second ago. I'm, gonna, I'm not even going to talk about this. I'm just going to put it right here. I, I don't know how this even made it to this page, but it seems like it fits. So don't question me on it. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Hippo, I looked up hypocrisy. <laughs> the, the origin of the word hypocrisy, which is from Greek, of the Greek language, it means acting theatrically. Pretending to be someone publicly that you don't intend to be privately. That's what Agassiz would say. That's where I lost my way. 
And until I learned to be publicly who I wanted to be privately, until I was my most authentic self, that I didn't, I wasn't going to win in life, okay. in business, and relationships. I, I guess that's why there's such consternation for me here because I knew from a very early age that uh, this is really interesting that I wanted to coach and teach on an ever increasing stage. And here's what's interesting to your point about your heart. In the last six months, and part of it is through some of the things that you and I have done together, and part of it is this conversation. This just happened to me. Is I said it's no longer for me about coaching and teaching on an ever-increasing stage. Mm. It's about for me the meaningful connections and relationships that I can make and the impact that I can create from that. You sh- you took the wig off. I took <laughs> You shifted. <laughs> I did. You shifted I took the from, word off. You 40s shifted to 50s. From 40s image, to 50s. Image to authenticity. I, from, from 40s to 50s. You're right. So, how much do I owe you? How much? How much? It's going to be 50 pra- grand. Pra- <laughs> I wrote down a couple practicals, and then I'm done for this episode. Because I'm just getting it. This, well, this and before you go, can I make can I make yeah. one other thing? Yeah, bring it. Why do you think my goat is Billy Jack Tarleton? Why way. do you think Coach Pete would not let us have facial hair except for our mustache? <laughs> this has to has to be something with image, right? Mm. We were not allowed to have facial hair except for a the mustache. The better question is except for the mustache. That's <laughs> so. That's so every even a whole another so topic. every year. Wait, wait, is there an answer? So every no. <laughs> I love it. I love it. But that's we gotta what, live the question. We gotta live right. that question. But so every spring break at MTSU, we all grew a spring break stash. So over spring break, every player had a stash, and sometimes mine happened to be a Fu Manchu. I can't believe we get paid of for this. Of course, it was. So so, so I, seriously I mean, though, why, why, why did he do it? I, why did what, he do it, John? Wait, why we, did he do what? Why did he not allow us to have facial hair? I thought you just said he did. We can only a have a mustache. That's facial hair. No, no, no. You, you could not have anything right here. He would literally bring you a razor and make you dry shave. We would be doing you a disservice if we answered that we question. Have to, I have to know. You do have to know. I want to know. I don't you, know. You do have to know, but we are. it is not for I'm us I'm calling Coach McGuire. Call Coach, yes. Hold on. Practically. <laughs> Will you really please call Coach McGuire and ask him that? Yes. Yeah. Can I call him right now? I know, yes. I know. I know him. Call him. Go ahead. Call him. Go ahead. This is the first time ever we're doing a phone call on, on so air. While, while McGuire's getting on the phone. And put it on speaker. And just tell him you're going to put him on speaker. A couple practical things. Sorry, sorry. I know. Um, it's all day, every day. <laughs> well, now we're... Uh, listen. This, I, this what, is our first call. Here's the practical. Something that recenters your heart. Your authenticity. Billy Jack Tarleton. Maybe it's a gratitude journal. Maybe it's putting $1 bills in your car to give them... Because that recenters... My authenticity and my heart. Okay. Whatever that is for you, find out. Try it. Practice it. That's the practical for me. There is nothing wrong with evaluating and controlling the impact and appearance that you make with other people if you're doing it from a place that truly is your heart. Is that right? Not sure about that. So, so I think it, the heart would say image is less important. 
So then what are you supposed to, what are you supposed to, what's supposed to guide you with that? I think that? you're going to have to go back and listen to this episode. <laughs> oh, but, you, but, the, but the bottom line is to take the wig off. Take off the wig. How important is image though? Well, we talked about this a little bit about you and whatnot. Is do you, do you think we are we are beyond we when gotta, you when you go to a meeting do you do you dress up and whatnot i mean do you wear different things for different people are you are your authentic self you guys are missing the whole point here i don't know are we i i'm still my, i think my, this is my point maybe I, I think this has been a really really good episode it is and, i like i like and, it and even though we couldn't get coach mcguire on the phone and we still don't know He's why coaching coach, baseball we still don't know why but. coach pete would allow mustaches over any other facial hair and we do know now that uh the reason that he took the wig off was because of pert and the damage that pert did to his hair <laughs> yes. um this is the goat consulting podcast i am colby that is tyler uh, that's John, and I don't even know what happened here, but we are going to take the wig off and move forward. This is the Go Consulting Podcast. Boom.